Not exactly. Radio. Back at again, our third installment of our Black History Month series. And we got a good one for you. First of all, hey, what's up? It's one of your hosts, Benny K and Tony. Death Tony. Death, Death to Tony. Tony. <laughs> Tony Death to Tony. There we go. Oh my God. Tony Death to Tony. Getting a little, getting a little sad here. That's all right. But if that's not any indication of what we're talking about today, I don't know what is. We are talking about today uh, the band Death. Now, uh, we have their album For the Whole World to See. Uh, it came out, what, like 19, it's 1974? Well, that's the funny thing about it. Yes. Um, let's just get into it. Yeah, let's do it. So who is Death? Death is a punk band formed in Detroit, Michigan in 1971. Okay. So a long time ago, by three brothers, Bobby, David, and Dennis Hackney. They tried to be a funk group at first, but quickly it changed to a more aggressive rock style. Many consider them one of the first punk bands, and while they struggled to gain notoriety in the 70s, they now appear as visionaries because they oh. kind of did punk music five, ten years before anybody else They was did, yeah. At all? I, it was, yeah. It was just kind of insane to like look at when this album came out that we're doing today and then like what albums didn't come out yet like i think patty smith was one of them uh the ramones they didn't have an album out yet and uh that's yeah. pretty insane and like i freaking uh you know i saw the release date on this one is like 2006 mm-hmm. 2007 or whatever and yeah. then when i look up the history of it i'm wait wait the songs are 50 years old i was gonna say <laughs> i was seeing that on like spotify it's at 2009 i'm like oh i guess it's not that far away i'm like they sound retro like they sound like they're made from like the 70s and they were yeah and so uh the band started in 1964 after their father sat them down to watch the beatles legendary appearance on the ed sullivan show so more history uh talking black history and then just regular music history that is like a legendary first appearance that's the first american appearance of the beatles anywhere Mm -hmm. and so that's always thought of as this hallmark of a thing and we also have another band that yes didn't hit the same heights but they still have this unique place in our uh american music history that they got together off of that appearance apparently Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm Because the next day, David went dumpster diving and found a guitar. (laughs) (laughs) What? That he just decided to start immediately learning how to play. And then uh, shortly after that, the other two brothers started playing instruments. And then they just started playing sets from their garage to the neighborhood. Do you you think, like, them dumpster diving is kind of like the first signs of... uh, uh what kind of what kind of punk is that uh crust punk crust punk yeah yeah they're basically doing crusty shit too (laughs) so um but yeah so funny they were originally calling themselves the rock fire funk express (laughs) um but unfortunately the reason they changed their name is their father died in an accident and uh their idea was to claim the word and just call them death um i don't know what you know hey one of the brothers was the one that pushed that the other guys were like "Eh, all right (laughs) fine i guess we'll be called death yeah yeah (laughs) and then so by 1975 so four years later they recorded seven songs the seven songs we listened to Mm -hmm. according to the hackney family it was president columbia records clive uh, davis that was uh funding the session Mm -hmm. but um and it was supposed to be a full 12 songs and basically after seven songs he was like really i want 
I think you guys are good, but can you just change the name to something I can market? And they refused. <laughs> they they didn't want to. So uh, yeah. two years later, they disbanded. Uh, yeah. But they kept making music. They made some uh, gospel rock, uh, calling themselves the Fourth Movement. They moved to Virginia during this time. Mm. Uh, about five years after that, David moved back to Detroit. Um, mm. So they broke up that band. Uh, 2000, he passed away from lung cancer. So David's oh. no longer with us. Uh, also, meanwhile, oh, sorry, I was go I was going to say like that. Uh, it seems like. Virginia does that to people where it's, it's kind of funny that they have a, gos- a gospel rock album yeah. or a gospel rock and they're called the fourth movement. It just seems like Virginia does that kind of thing. And we can see <laughs> yeah. that with our, our good friend, Kevin, who is like entrenched in like Virginia stuff and is just like Richmond. I don't know a good example of this, but it's just like, <laughs> it feels like this is right up Virginia's alley. And I know when Kevin listens to this, he's going to be like, how dare you guys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, the other F- Hackney brothers were still playing music together. They have a reggae band named Lambsbread. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2008, the sons of Bobby Hackney, so he's one of the ones that are still alive. Um, he plays bass and he's the singer. Okay. Uh, but Julian Urian and Bobby Jr. started a band called Rough Francis that covered songs from Death, mm-hmm. which shined a new light on the work. So then 2009, that's when Drag City Records came around and got those original seven songs from 1975 produced onto a record uh, under the title for the whole world to see. So that is what we have seen. Um, So in September 2009, that's when Death Reformed. Uh, The guitarist of Lamb's Bread is the one that fills in for the late David Hackney. And uh, since for the whole world to see they did release two other albums spiritual mental physical and then the third one is just called three. Oh, okay three i thought it said ill for a second <laughs> yeah, <the> yeah. <laughs> no just just three so no. uh yeah it's just they, this was a fun one to do because they have this little tiny you know slice of punk history just to them it absolutely and it's kind of funny that um there was a documentary released about death yeah uh, talking about this first album and they didn't you know and it's kind of great that um once they finally released their songs in 2009 (laughs) they were like holy shit these guys recorded this before like punk really became a thing and what i mean like it was just great how they were able to do a whole series about that i shouldn't even say series just a documentary about that finding out that you know maybe this might be the start of punk music right here because yeah. it's not it's not your normal like Ramones four chords yelling nonsense into a microphone. I should even say nonsense uh, because like Ramones w- weren't always yelling nonsense, but it's still uh, a different take on punk. And like it seemed like something before their time. And I actually have a take on it that ties back to the future into this. Cool. Uh, but we'll we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, also, it's three chords. Three chords. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was twenty five percent less. I give Complex. them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, they have a fourth chord in there, right? Come on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, let's get into it. Let's do it. And let's keep on knocking. Keep on knocking. That is some classic punk shit right when you get it there. Uh, and I heard the song was actually kind of made on the spot. And it kind of reminds me, I hate to tie in Family Guy with this. <laughs> but it kind of reminds me of that Family Guy episode. Uh, where the family runs into Randy Newman and it's like a post-apocalypse setting and Newman writes a song about what's going on around him. And that's kind of what we hear uh, here in Keep On Knocking. And 
the explanation to that is like, so Death is jamming this song in like a basement or, or, or a bedroom or something like that. And like these ladies are walking by while they're playing this song and they start knocking on the door because they want to come in and jam with Death. And bam! Keep on a knocking is born. Yeah. Um, don't be embarrassed for citing Family Guy. That's a classic skit from them. They kind of ruined Newman's career doing that because that's <laughs> immediately just... what everybody thought of when he was fucking playing on Sunday at the Oscars. You're right. I was going to say, like, he I was just, just at the Oscars. I just saw so many tweets of everybody going, remember that Family Guy bit? Like, we've all moved on from Family Guy, but that is a classic bit because that, I mean, that's him. Yeah. Like, the song was about don't throw me away in the truck or oh, yeah. you know because the character in that is forky who wants to throw himself away so it's just <laughs> that's just literally what it is about see that's uh, the thing i might need to watch toy story 4 in order for me to get that song because like when i heard the song i looked at amber and i was like you could throw that fucking song out in the trash jesus christ i bought, I bought the blu-ray for just for christmas so i'll bring it on oh. right, let's do it <laughs> fuck yeah it's gonna be great but yeah it's good so yeah uh i just like the opening guitar riff is cool mm-hmm. it is uh it's it's uh reminds me of like buzzcock style punk yeah yeah for sure so it, it's a really good just jump into it it's a good it, first track it's like just telling you what they're about and that's kind of where it is right there and it's like i notice in a lot of these tracks too actually i think i'll, I'll wait till the next one yeah i think i'll yeah i'll wait till the next one to say about this but yeah let's go let's go to the next one there yeah rock and um, roll victim which rock and roll victim is great yes crunchy easy to bounce to um david hackney is a better guitarist than a lot of other punk bands i think because he you know he forms a really good hook with just guitar after yeah. two tracks mm-hmm. and uh bobby's frantic vocals are really great oh it's super good like I, this is where um you know you can tell where they're like funky jazziness kind of comes into play and it mixes with the pop and 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 this song like hides the jazz well, but not well enough, uh, because it's because you can still hear those uh, influences. Uh, uh, I shouldn't say jazz. I should say funk. I don't know why I wrote jazz, um, but they 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 hide them a little bit uh, in their songs. But this one you could tell like this is where the funk influence comes in. And honestly, this song sounds like a mix of uh, the Viva La Bam theme song. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that, and I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and a little bit of Motorhead. Because I had to refresh myself. Like, I listened to the song, and I'm like, hold on a second. Let me bust out this Viva La Bam theme song <laughs> quick. And then I'm like, yeah, it fucking does kind of sound like that a little bit. Um, and then, but at the same time, it had that crunchiness of, like, Motorhead, too. And I was like, that's pretty crazy. Obviously, the vocals are a little bit different, because Lemmy has a very uh, uh, unique voice. Um, but still, enough in there to make it sound like Motorhead. Um, what I like is that the song kind of talks, talks about uh, stereotypes of rock fans. Uh, and this is what I was kind of getting into. Like some of their songs actually do like a quick gut punch to the establishment by like, they don't even like talk, like it doesn't really make much sense lyric wise where all of a sudden they're just like, by the way, fuck the establishment. And then they go back into like uh, <laughs> rock and roll victim. You know, they do that whole thing. Um, Cause I'm a rock and roll victim too, but but it's seriously like a quick gut gut punches of the establishment in their songs, and this is like the first taste of it where you hear them randomly talk about how the establishment only exploits rock fans, which is like, which I mean is true to a point because they have you listen to whatever they think is going to I don't know they they have you listen to whatever they think is good and then, but it's just it's just I like how quick it is because it's just 
there. All of a sudden, they're like, fuck you, establishment, and then they're back into their bullshit, you know? It's so good. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I mean, it, again, it's it, it's funny. It's just it's classic punk shit, too. Just bitching about how the man doesn't let us you listen to our music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that kind of continues with Let the World Turn. Um, mm-hmm. I do enjoy, like, the soft uh, beginning to it. Um, and, and I really think, like, we picked albums during this Black History <laughs> Month that actually fit with today's problems. Like, yeah. last week when we talked about Marvin Gaye, I was like, holy shit, that could fit today. And then now that I'm listening to this song right here, I'm like, holy shit, this could still work today. And I can't even wait till we get to the main song of this whole album. Um, but, like... This let the world turn talks about how capitalist greed and uh, talks about capitalist greed and shaking it off. But the thing is, once again, they talk about capitalist greed, and it's just a quick punch. It's just like a quick mm-hmm. like bam. By the way, fuck the establishment. All right, shake it all off. You know, this song is mostly about uh, letting things go, like living in the now. Move, yeah. Move, yeah, moving on and like. And I noticed that. Um, yeah, it's like when he says let it spin, especially when it's that one part where it's like, let it spin! I'm like, that's so fucking cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Right again. Um, <laughs> again, it shows, like... I wonder who helps them, like... Because this one's cool because it does... It builds up, and then... Then you got the jazz influences, I wonder. Oh, yeah. How much their father influenced their music, too. Like, oh, yeah. I wonder if he probably was his their first teachers and stuff because um it just they just it's it's just interesting those are the first songs they put out and i think it's very interesting and very uh i don't want to say i don't know but maybe telling but this is like it just shows that all types of music uh are influenced by other types of music and that's, that's a very broad brush that i just stroked with there but i mean like we're talking about funk we're talking about jazz, we're talking about punk, but then we're also talking about how they watch the Beatles. Uh, like, and those are yeah. all different things, and like they could still take that together and make this amazing album. Like, everything is influenced on itself, and I still don't understand how mu- some music fans are just like, that stuff is trash, you gotta get fuck that shit, you know? But I'm just like, come on, man, everything has a good thing to it, except for pop country. Fuck pop country. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll just go to the next one here. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> ah. um, I mean, yeah, this one's another crunchy, relentless. Um, to me, this one sounds like a really good like minor threat track. Oh yeah, I definitely it's like just yelling about you to mm. improve your own self. Mm. It's that start of that, like, again, yeah, they're really just ahead of the game here because it's there's so much uh, of that hardcore music that, like, you know, Meyer Threat was at the forefront of, of just mm-hmm. yelling about, you know, like, Gorilla Biscuits, too, like, fix yourself. You're, you're, you're your own prisoner. You gotta yeah. pick yourself up and uh you know dust yourself off before you can help anybody else absolutely and i think like this this track when i listened to it it kind of hit a little bit close to me um because really uh the song is open for interpretation and the main Mm -hmm. thing is like you're your own prisoner um but i I looked at the song personally and when i talk about uh, when they talk about being a prisoner it's like being a prisoner of your own actions it just uh it's like being stuck and you're unable to fix whatever may be the problem like mm-hmm. the thing that the main one that I thought of was like having a drug problem 
uh, or anything like that situation. Like sometimes you feel down, sometimes there's relapses. Uh, for me, I think about how I kind of have like a weight problem and I really get down on myself sometimes for not trying to better myself. And this song kind of matches those feelings because sometimes it does feel like I'm a prisoner to myself. Um, mm-hmm. oh, and, it just, yeah. and it just feels like uh, this song is dealing with someone who relapses constantly. And sometimes, you know, I try to go on like diets or something like that, but then all of a sudden I'm having a pizza. And I haven't done that yet. <laughs> uh, but uh, but but that's that really like hit it home for me. I mean, every, yeah, like, and everybody deals with that too. Yeah. Like, everybody beats themselves up. I don't, I haven't come across anybody that, like, you know, you do, everybody can be their worst, own worst enemy and a prisoner of their own, like, oh, yeah. Of their own uh, design. Mm-hmm. And it's for not, a lot of times, it's just not accepting yourself for your faults and stuff like that. Absolutely. Um, and so. It, it's it's again it's but it's meant to be uplifting again it's more mm-hmm. of that hardcore shit of like wake up you're a prisoner you know one uh one classic thing is imposter syndrome like okay uh, never tell yourself that you don't fit in or won't be good enough because uh, there's a lot worse people that should be having imposter syndrome in the game <laughs> if they don't have imposter syndrome just you're fine yeah for <laughs> that's sure one lesson i keep trying to teach myself and realize <laughs> oh yeah that's a good thing that's a good thing to hold on to too like i think i should start doing that as well mm-hmm. um go ahead and it's it yeah it, it, it's the it's the attempt it's the courage to take undertakings and fail that i think mm-hmm. is a big key to life and trying things instead of uh well you know mm. drown yourself in why me why not right liam yeah. gallagher yeah i was gonna say like wait a second <laughs> wait a second shout out you know that was another one where it's mm. like it, it, if it's not going to be you, it's going to be somebody else. So why not right. see if it can be you? Exactly. Absolutely. Um, let's move on to something that is just kind of like classic punk, <laughs> quick song. It's called Freaking Out. Uh, it just reminds me of Cornholio. Like, I just picture this <laughs> going Cornholio. Like, That's it. And has the shirt over his head and everything. Hell yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, that's, that's all I got. <laughs> okay. No, I was going to say, like, this is just a, a fun song, the nonsensical lyrics with the fun riffs. Uh, and the lyrics, um, like, after reading them over, just made me feel like it was a bad trip. Like, they took something <laughs> and they're like, ah, fuck, this is insane. That's why it's like, when when he says, I'm on the moon, why is the sky green? I'm like, okay, he's, <laughs> he's fucking high. And, he's, okay, yeah, he's fucking wasted. Uh, <laughs> drugs were definitely an influence for this one. But it's still, like, a very fun song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just freaking out. Freaking That's all I put. out. <laughs> I love that. And then the next one. Uh, where do we go from here? Uh, this one kind of hit on why, maybe why uh, death didn't become uh, big in the punk scene until mm-hmm. later on. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And I think... Uh, yeah, it talks about why they're one of the first punk bands to do this. Uh, but they were being ignored because they were black. Mm-hmm. Um, that is sad, but unfortunately very true. And I've uh, never heard of this band until they made that documentary we were talking about, yeah. uh, praising how they started the game uh, before almost anyone else. Like I said, like they had this album came out, or the, I shouldn't say, they re- recorded this music before uh, the Ramones had their first album. And mm-hmm. I love the Ramones, but this is like better quality. This is like a better quality album. Oh yeah. If, if this would have like came out at that time too, I would have definitely 
you know, scene. I'd like to think this is where. Okay, this is good. I like yeah. to think that maybe this is like a Marty McFly situation where he went back in the '50s and played Johnny Be Good for that group of high schoolers. But then he was like, maybe the song is a little bit before your time, but your kids are gonna love it. That would have been cool, but unfortunately, I know full well this was definitely a race issue. Yeah, and I would imagine it's probably even stuff down to like booking. Like that. They- just couldn't yeah. be booked in the same yeah. places and it's really it's really shitty because they're from michigan i mean like you can get come on what do you think yeah. we are so it's just yeah i i think that's probably why we had to wait um because they didn't want to be in the genres that they had to be long in <laughs> right right um but then uh moving on from that there we go we got the big one like a, a lot of uh of their songs had that quick gut punch of establishment. This one was just straight up, straight relevant up, fuck the establishment. As hell song. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah, totally relevant song. And it's just, it, it, it's just, it's everything for the first six tracks, and then it's a final shabam. It just, mm-hmm. it's hard as influential. It's spastic, and then it constantly switches it up. Mm-hmm. It's ideologically sound, and uh, highlights the talent of every brother here. Um, like I just again I appreciate all of their musicianship through this whole thing and this one they get a bunch of they get a, they f- highlight each of each other oh absolutely this is the song this is the song where they fucking they do it this, they don't beat around the bush on this one um and the song it's a five minute song it's like a five and a half minute song which is like the longest song in the album the album's almost, almost 26 minutes and that means like this song is like I don't know like 10% of their album mostly I don't know either way yeah. Um, but uh, this song, uh, they don't hide the jazz influence either. It's all over the place with the solos and the breakdowns. And overall, it's just a fantastic end to the album and a fantastic sho- song to showcase Death as a band itself. So, like, Politicians in My Eyes. I guess I don't even think we said the name. Politicians in My Eyes is the song that we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah. Um, th- that's, I think this is the one. This is the one that really highlights what Death was and uh, what they've what they inspired well they what they should have inspired to do back in the 70s right and that's why we have to highlight it now Mm -hmm. um it's funny because this one's like also on top of being like the really highlight track that really just caps it off perfectly it's the one that's been used actually a couple times in uh in uh pop culture uh i know it plays like the instrumental is what is used uh okay been used more than once it was used in a episode of how i met your mother oh whoa (laughs) um but let's see (laughs) you got the rest of them yeah so actually uh freaking out was used in 2010 oh okay uh, how i met your mother but politicians in my eyes was featured in a surf documentary, Strange Rumblings in Shangri-La. Um, it was used as a podcast uh, theme song for uh, podcast Crime Town. Okay. Um, it was featured in the movie Native Son. Oh. Uh, and it was also in uh, Children's Hospital, which was like a uh, Adult Swim comedy. I thought I was like that sounded familiar. I thought that was there. Yeah, so I thought this song sounded familiar. Um, yeah, so it's just also interesting because mm. of that. So, yeah. um, that is for the whole world to see.
for the whole world to see. Death came out with a great album. Unfortunately, you know, 50 years too late when it should have originally came out. And they should have been, yeah. I don't know, like, you have to think about this. If this album came out in 1974, when they first recorded, 1975, whenever they recorded this, these music, this song, these music, this these songs, I don't know how to fucking talk. Um, if this song, if this, uh, fuck, if this music came out in that at that time period, do you think we'd, like, punk would go into a different direction? Do you think there'd be other influences? Right. Or do you think we'd like, be at where we are today with punk music? Well, it's kind of butterfly, butterfly effect. So, uh, <laughs> You can't know. talk either, I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I couldn't say for sure, but that is such an interesting hypothetical of mm. what else would have been brought into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Because these are all, like... When punk first came out, or when first started becoming popular, I should say, it was not as complex as this. And this was way yeah. before, like, punk became huge. Yeah, um, exactly. So I'm, I'm curious, like, if the Ramones would have even been big, if they would have, if these guys would have, like, blown up with their, uh, with the punk music that we had there. And I'm not saying, I, I would hope, you know, the Ramones still become big, because I do like their, their simplistic three chords, uh... And, but I mean that that's just like a game changer there. Like, would they be as big as they were? Would uh, would would something else come along? Would these would pop punk punk be a thing? Because I feel like pop punk was a main influence, was yeah. mainly influenced by Ramones and everything like that. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, we still, but we would have. It would have been interesting in the way of yeah that idea of what subgenre would have clung on to this as their papa of punk. Because mm-hmm. um, I think that's what we. I think that's uh, common tied to like the original compared to updated is who's 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 their daddies, right? <laughs> and now that I think about it, I think what I would like to what I've liked to would have seen what I've liked. God, fuck! I would have liked to see uh, a tour poster with like Dead Kennedys and Death. That would have been oh, fucking yeah. sick. Yes. I would have been like, I wish I could have went to that show, but I was negative five years old. So yeah, there was that. There was them, and then Minor Threat are the two that immediately oh, yeah. like mm-hmm. just. I'm like, these guys go hand in hand, and those are both like all stars, you know, Hall of Famers, Jersey retireds when it comes mm. to punk. So yeah, yeah um, they didn't get their spot, which they, they got robbed. They did, but hopefully, like Jerry Kramer, one day they'll be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, um, <laughs> and that was that was yeah that was death. That was um, death. So we do have some hyper specific questions. So let's do the drop. Hyper specific. And here we're back Ooh. with hyper specific. Nice drops. Uh, since I have two of them, I'll go first because uh, yes. you have you have a really good one. I'm still trying to think of that. Uh, first question: What song are you listening to while trying to convince your family member not to vote for Donald Trump? Um, <laughs> freaking out. No, uh, yeah. no. I mean that wouldn't be that wouldn't be a bad answer either. Probably just uh, yeah. Let the world turn. In my opinion, it reminds me of politicians in my eyes. And the obvious one, let the world turn. I will go with because it reminds me of forgot if it's a po uh, if it's a poet or somebody of some small renown. But just how he views the world right now of just there's two worlds in his mind. One world mm-hmm. of people are it's trying really hard to be born. We're trying to push society in this new direction. and But the old world is still just clinging on, just trying yeah. to 
cling on to the world and keep saying their way is the right way and it's just you gotta let the world turn it's our turn to let the like let the young kids cook Mm -hmm. basically and Mm -hmm. we have not been allowed to cook we are still at the kids table and just we're done with it like let the world turn so let the world turn that's it that's a good one right there all Mm -hmm. right what you got um so i need you to give me a band name to your knowledge it doesn't exist it has to be a one word band okay name their genre the first one that came to my mind earlier, and I tried to avoid like fart and toilet and bullshit <laughs> like that, because I'm like, uh, fart, hell yeah, I know, <laughs> fart, fart, the band. Um, but then the one that stuck out, and I couldn't get past this one right now, is Booger, and they would be like a sludge metal band. That's what I would think oh, that yeah. they'd be called. Oh yeah, it'd emphasis be like on that, sludge. It'd be that stupid like uh, death metal script, but instead it would be a little more legible, but definitely like green and gooey. Yeah, gooey for sure, like guar kind of thing. God, <laughs> yeah, fit. exactly. If, if guar was named Booger, honestly, I wouldn't even be surprised. Like that, yeah, would be, right? it, it matches. <laughs> um, so, that, so booger, I like booger. Yeah. What about you? Did you have one? Uh, no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this is just for me. Okay, I get it. Um, last one, kind of ridiculous. What flavor of ice cream would death be if they were ice cream? Uh, yeah. Oh, you haven't done a good random dumb one in a while. So, um, let's see. Um, hmm. Probably just something. It'd have to be all black. Like, if it's Ben and Jerry's where they really make it customizable, mm-hmm. it'd definitely have to be black ice cream. Mm-hmm. Um, like dark black, and that's for the death part of it, not the oh, fact yeah. that all the members are black. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, but uh, we'll do that. And then, what's a good funky where I feel because I gotta get that funk brother part in it? Gotta get it um, there, yeah. So fudge, so black, so definitely like black colored ice cream with fudge. But let's see. Okay. The black right. ice cream is actually a lemon flavor. Oh, whoa! <laughs> I don't. Whoa, you I, are. Th- I don't know why. Lemon um, fudge, but, man. <laughs> um, and then it's gonna have actually no, no, no. We'll go back on that. Okay. The black flavored ice cream is mocha because it's gonna be kind of like uh, coffee. Well, how well? Let's just make it coffee flavored. All right, I'm doing great at this. So, coffee flavored <laughs> black ice cream with fudge and. Uh, here we go this is a this is cookie a dough bites oh shit that is yeah goddamn right. good. so that's what we got okay so is it wait so is it still lemon or no no no, no. okay not lemon okay because i was like i was interesting i was like okay Black lemon coffee fudge? flavored ice cream with fudge and cookie dough bites i like it okay i can get on that i can get on board with that shit well that was a fun episode yeah and <laughs> Yeah, it's kinda, it might be our shortest ever. <laughs> it might, it might be like thirty some minutes. Minutes, but that's but I mean, always like, what we've aimed for. <laughs> that is true, and we always overshot it by fucking forever. Like we so could you just, just need a right seven now. song album to do it. We do, yeah, we do. But I mean, um, thinking about these last two albums that we did, Marvin Gaye and Death, uh, even Robert Johnson was very important too. Mm-hmm. Um, but like these were important for this time of year like this this month really emphasizes like what these albums were standing for and like how uh marvin gay was trying to point out like hey there's 
families that need help, but we're still going to war. And then there's this album that's like gut punching the establishment. And then you realize like this album wasn't big because the three members were black. Like it's, it's just insane to think about. And I think that's why I'm glad we kind of like brought it in for these last couple albums. And I can't wait to do it next week too. And it's a, it's a good, it's a good reminder that there's been, we've, there's a long history of people agreeing with the things we want. Yeah. We're not asking for the moon. We're asking for progress that is 50 years in the making in a lot of ways. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and absolutely. So now, and then you get like a legend like Marvin Gaye, and then you follow it up with another episode of, well, that guy got to be a legend and say those things. Well, guess what? There's other people saying those things too, and they never got the light of day. Absolutely. Fuck yeah, Tony. Thank you for tying <laughs> that together because that pumped me up a little bit. All but right. at the same time, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it's really important to remember this. So it's a good month to do that. Yeah, but we absolutely. should be doing it all the time. Absolutely. For sure. Um, so what do we got next week? We got something cool next week. Yeah, we have uh, Genesis Renji. He's going to join us. Um, he is a uh, Milwaukee-based rapper, released Keef last year. That yeah. was uh, high-ranking on the Milwaukee records. Mm-hmm. Top Milwaukee records of the year, which that is... Uh, and then on top of that, uh, I see he is Emmy nominated. We'll, we'll ask him about that. And oh, then yeah, that's uh, cool. just his career's just taken off. He just released another EP, and so this is a, it'll be a special time. Yeah, we checked it out on Spotify. It's super fucking good. So if you want to mm-hmm. feel it, oh yeah, check it out. Check him out on Spotify. It's gonna be good. Can't wait to talk to him next week. All right, well uh, that wraps up the episode. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We got all our cool stuff there. We're uh, uh, we're, we're, we're getting some, we're actually, uh, getting pretty booked here. We're going to be having a lot of guests coming on pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, some, some from different States, which is pretty cool. I can't wait to, uh, do that if it comes through with, uh, if it, if it goes through. Um, but very exciting things coming up. Uh, not exactly radio. Hopefully we got some other ideas coming along too, but until then we'll see you next week. I am Benny K and that is Tony, just Tony, Tony, just Tony, another black history month series episode in the books i'll see you guys we'll see you guys later bye bye